first of all, let me just say shout out to the Maple Leafs organization. All class all the way. Know that nobody wants to watch that opening ceremony. The Habs took 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. Leafs did theirs. Bang, 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 bang. Done. They went. They threw up the graphic for half the boys on the squad. They just went, hey, these guys work for the team. It's a jumbotron. Your name's up there. Imagine being the parent of those people that are part of those. You got to take like, a picture of the jumbotron and send it to the family group chat. I will say that it was pretty sad for Justin Hall, that reception. Oh. Like I know, I know the crowd First wasn't really up. loud for a lot of people, but yeah. for him specifically, it was like, oh man, that was quiet. So a uh, couple other crowd things mm-hmm. with those scarves on, and you know, the, you, people always make the church jokes with the with the Scotiabank Arena, and everybody yeah, like they all they, they look like the past. The they look like everybody there. They were in part of the what's the word I'm looking for here. Uh, not the patriarch, but the uh, they look like they were part of like the, the congregation. The, the congregation. They all look like they were in the congregation the with those patriarchy. scarves. Well, I don't know, but I'm not Dude, a what are you even guy. reading? Please talk. What are you even reading? The patriarchy? What are you? What are you on about? Big queen right now? guy. Yeah, no, it's the patriarchy. Get out of here with this. No, uh, I thought that was awesome. Got off on the right foot. It was quiet in the building. And I'll tell you this: the the building seemed tense, and I was texting some people that were there, asking them for the vibe, and. They all pretty much said that it got way louder for The Rock, who showed up out of the blue. Which is sick. Dude, that was real sick. I, yeah. I'm not a big The Rock guy. I was, I used to be a big The Rock guy when he was that. Yes. But now it's just, it's a, it's a bit much. You know what I'm saying? It's a bit much with The Rock. When he came out at the Super Bowl last year and he did that for the Rams, uh, can you smell what the Super Bowl is cooking, I think, or whatever he tried to do? I, I, that's when I was thumbs down for the rock you know i'll take the heat now i'm back on Dwayne. Dwayne comes to the least game i'm back i'm that's back in on Dwayne rock johnson that that's was like, a huge that's maybe deal. the most famous guy on earth like Dude, that is you know in our little arena it's yeah. pretty cool <laughs> in our little barn in our little <laughs> barn here just southern ontario anyways uh awesome ceremonies but you could tell that it was tense in the building it was quiet to start it i don't blame any leaf fans for not losing their lids over this team after last night and to me, like, I'm ready to start with the story of the game. I'll do mine first. I think it's pretty straightforward. Story of the game is the big boys, the studs. The shot share was dominant for them. They kicked ass every single time they were on the ice. Nylander was buzzing. Tavares looked younger. Tavares looked like he got in the time machine. Yo, strain your oblique more, Tavares. Johnny T, no obliques necessary for the kid. He was flying around out there. Matthews Marner doing their things. Matthews was that big hit. Can we get that hit, sis? Like, let's see the Matthews absolute bomb laying that he put out there tonight. He gets the tip. He gets the goal. The power play was cruising when they were out there. I just felt really confident with those guys on the ice. And I'm not trying to read too much in early in the season. And good players are just usually good players. But for them to come out after that stink bomb that they laid in Montreal and actually dominate the way that they did tonight, it, it was important to me. So, yeah, story of the game, big boys. So I have a couple things I will say. I got two story, two co-stories of the game. And the first one is also big boys, but it's John Tavares in general. Just what John Tavares has looked like, Funk, through to, oh, look at this. Oh, my God. That was That's angle that angle. lit up. That's a, that was just such a hard hit. He's not going to feel good. Orlov's sneaky good hitter. Sick pickup by Marner here. Look at that. Oh, I know. save. But, man, Engvall, he's going to be feeling that one tomorrow. That is right yeah. in the hip pocket. But I'm just saying that Tavares, to me, 
is the story of the game and maybe the story through two games. Yeah. Just how good he's looked. And like you said, the oblique, I talked about it in my little solo soliloquy while you were off in space. But just the fact that he has looked, like you said, younger. He just looks like he's got mm -hmm. so much more spring in his step by. Like, it's such an important... Because remember at the start of last year, how long did he go without a goal? How long did it feel like he just wasn't contributing? And he's mm -hmm. a cookie guy. He's a cookie monster. He likes his points. He needs to get that... And to have him start out like this is such a great development. So for me, that's my first sort of story of the game, I yeah. guess you would say. And the other story of the game to me is just that uh, there's a lot of penalties so far. And I feel like Wait. I'm watching the first round of the playoffs. Like yeah. just, the, there's just the a million stunk. penalties. Buddy, the, the ref stunk. But let's yeah. just stick with let's stick with Tavares tonight. The, the interference penalty that On they Muzzin. gave to Muzzin was horrific. Truly, truly horrific. And then they had to turn the blind eye to the Kubel just murdering of Oshi in the corner. <laughs> He's just down there mugging him. Yeah. And the refs are going, listen, we just gave you we just gave you a gift. So yeah. you're not getting another gift. Yeah. Tavares, by all accounts, leaned out a little bit over the offseason. And I do I do wonder if his conditioning it's weird though, because the guy is just a notorious gym rat, right? Uh, he's what rink rat, whatever you want to call him. The guy obviously is dedicated to his craft like nobody else. He's not the guy that you – here's what conversation has never happened in his entire hockey career. When the season is over, no coach has ever been like, keep an eye on Johnny. Make sure <laughs> he stays out of trouble. They literally <laughs> made sure... a commercial with him sleeping at the rink. Yeah, make yeah. sure yeah. <laughs> he, he stays out of the snacks. <laughs> that was not, That's not going down with Tavares, right? He's just there in his backyard in Etobicoke with his uncle going – I like being good at sports. Hey, you like being good? Your name's John Tavares, too, eh? Yeah, yeah we're both John Tavares <laughs> doing good things. So, yeah, I'm not ever worried about Johnny T. It's crazy, though, the way we talked about him last year. And, I, you know, I was, I was talking about this the other day on the show, how he's definitely the guy that's primed to be the Leafs whipping boy this year, right? No doubt. He's the no captain. Doubt. People are... Borny's trying to strip the C off his sweater and oh. slap it on Matthews every week. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you know, uh, he's making the 11 sheets. He's getting older. There was a little buzz about him moving off center and having to go play on the wing. I compared him to George Springer today, by the way, a little cross uh, sport comparison where I went Springer's like Tavares. He's got to move out to the, he's got to move to his wing outfield, right field. I don't know. I'd give it a shot. Right. Don't give that face. No, no, that, that, no, no, no. Like, that's a concern that that might be scarily accurate face. But if you look back on Tavares' year last season, he scored at basically the same rate he always does, goal scoring rate, basically the same expected goals for, very similar. Um, and if you looked at him and Nylander, for all the hand-wringing we did about those two guys, I think a lot of it is that their line mate stunk, and they got horrific save percentage five on five when the, those two guys were on the ice. It was sub 900 last year for those two. I, I do think if he can put together a start like what we saw tonight, there can be a little bit of revisionist history about last year. And, and he can just kind of quickly change the Tavares fear of getting older narrative that's been building in this fan base to pretty quickly a, Hey, this guy's a stud. He's underappreciated. And people need to ease off when he and Nylander don't have two-point nights, right? Well, but no, they were they were buzzing tonight. They've shown chemistry. That goal to tie it up in Montreal was awesome. They were making plays all over the ice tonight. Tavares obviously still big in the dot, which never gets talked about if you're a good player. It only gets talked about if you're Patrice Bergeron. And still on the walls. The walls, bump. he's still unbelievable. So yeah. it's funny. I feel like in these first two games of the season, there's been more chemistry between those two than I can like remember 
as long as they've been playing together. I feel like they're completing more passes. Like you said, that one in Montreal, filthy pass from Tavares. Tonight, they were both playing really well. Like, in theory, these two guys should be a perfect fit. You know, you wait, you think about the way these two guys play. The way, to, the way that Willie Nylander can take the puck from zone to zone, pick it up in a zone zone, enter the zone, go get it in there, and the way that Tavares can retain the puck in the offensive zone, they yep. really should be a perfect match. But like you mentioned, they've never had the perfect guy on the other side of that line to make it work. So I don't know if it's old Malgin there, old Dennis Malgin. Uh, I actually haven't hated him. I know he's going to be one of your whipping boys. I haven't hated what I've seen from him the first couple games. Oh, but what are, you what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> I, hey, well, buddy, what, you act like you don't text me every day? Like, <laughs> I just, hey. Buddy, we, uh, like, well, we text. Like, I know buddy, what you say born, about the Leafs. Born and I, born and I. Yeah, the texts are private, all right? WhatsApp, this is the on-air time. I put them WhatsApp if I can't yeah. say it on air, okay? Yeah, the WhatsApp text. is where the deep private combos go. The WhatsApp is the, the dark zone. That's, yeah. where the, that's where the boys go zero yeah. dark 30 with the real takes. The, the real takery happens in the WhatsApp group. Um. It's the reason why when those two guys got put together, everyone was stoked about it. They all thought, hey, Nylander's going to have a guy who he can look to as the model of consistency. Maybe he'll be a more consistent player playing with a more consistent guy. And just coming out of the break here, both guys look to be in phenomenal shape. And again, Tavares, despite the injury, I know Nylander put on a little weight. Nylander's been flying. And... They stunk in game one, and he had a lot of Nylander moments in game one. There's no doubt about it. Again, I don't want to completely erase that one and just go high to low. But um, they they just look like they came into the season prepared from a physical standpoint. There's just no doubt about it. So another sort of story of the game that I've thought about as we're talking here, mm. and this is just more of a general overlook at the Leafs and something that Keith talked about heading into the first game of the season, playing against bad teams. And... Tonight was Washington great. Washington stinks. That, hey, hey, no doubt. But they ain't the Habs. Like, no, they have, they're they not stink. the Habs. But they're, they they're not, they're going to be, we're heading to the downturn of, the, of this era of Washington Capitals hockey. I agree. But, like, I don't know why last night has to happen for them to play like they did tonight. And it just seems like it's always a story with this team where they need the, the pee-pee whack. They need to, like, get, you know, the reprimand to come out and have a, and it's something that's always been with this team. I know we watched them every night. We've watched them this whole era, every game. So maybe it's not just this team that does it. I don't watch any other sporting team as close as I watch the Leafs, but like, it feels like this team, no matter what, if they, if they're going to have a really good performance, it feels like it has to have a really, really crappy one in front of it. And it just happened again. I think that, one, though, that is part of just being a good team in general, is that when you play crap, you're you're gonna it's regression to the mean, right? So you're likely to see them play better the second time around. Two is that, man, I think we remember those more as fans of this team, as observers of this team, than we think about it for others because of yeah. what you just said. We follow it really close. We're real uptight yeah, to it's it. True. And, but the, I think the main thing is, is that we've, we've watched these guys and this happens, this has happened with the Blue Jays again right now, where when you're watching young players, you're going, everything's great, everything's great, everything's great. And then there's just all of a sudden a day where you go, all right, grow up, <laughs> you know, it's a grow up. day. Yeah, there is. There's just a, and it's usually playoffs. But the and Leafs that's have usually, grown up. Dude, they're the fourth oldest team in the league. 
This is not like they're not kids anymore. That's facts. Fourth oldest team in the league. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, what? They are. It's true. Yes, it's true. Geo just dragging all the boys. Yeah, Yeah. but listen, listen. Look at the. They still count Spezza or what? No, (laughs) Hall's over thirty. Muzzin, what's Muzzin? Thirty-two, thirty-three. Like they, you know, you look at they have some older guys on this team. Mm -hmm. The core is still somewhat young, but they're not kids anymore. So, like, Mm -hmm. I think it's way more fair the conversations we have about taking the next step with the Leafs than it is with the Jays. The Jays in general are way younger. Sure. I guess my point is though, still when we're talking about the Leafs. Right. When we're saying the Leafs laid an egg tonight, mm-hmm. it's not usually including Giordano. Right. No. It's not usually including our boy, Kelly Yarncrook. Kelly Yarncrook. Kelly Yarncrook. It's the funnest name to say, dude. It, there's never been a more fun name. I feel like every time I'm doing it, I'm in, I mean, I like to watch uh, a lot of murder mystery shows because I'm just really? all about that life. Oh, yeah. Really? I'm all about that murder mystery show life. I get a, a sweet murder mystery on a weekend. I'll knock that sucker out. You you better believe. Eight apps. Sports. Dude, sports. Yeah, no. You know me. I'm not really watching sports. That's not <laughs> that's the one thing people say about me is that he's Doesn't not really, really watching watch. sports. No, man. I love to binge me uh murder mystery to the point where I've just eaten up all the ones in North America, right? All the good ones, all the quality Don't ones. Don't tell me you're onto the British ones now. No, oh, buddy, I ate the British ones up years ago. No, the best ones, the best ones are like from those countries, the like Nordic countries where they got like the dark stuff My and name all is the like characters' the names. Murder right, exactly, <laughs> the Norwegian murder mysteries, buddy. This is all about. It's all about the Kalyan crooks. It's uh, fun to say. That's how all those that that the accent is so good. Such a that's all reminds me of is my murder mystery show. So shout out if anybody wants murder mystery tips or has one, fire it up in the in the chat. Fire it up in the stream. Your boy needs them. Uh, Anyways, back to Leafs. Um, okay, so big boys show up. We both agree that's the story of the game and some kind of variation of it. Um, little spooky moment early with Samsonov. Couple of texts flew between the boys, but let's get your first, first period. Yeah, let's, let's say, get your first, first period was spooky. Yeah, give me your first impression of uh, Samsonov. Uh, spooky, scared, wasn't comfortable for maybe a half the game, but maybe just like him in the game, my confidence in him grew, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Like, I had no idea what I was going to be seeing in him. I have no real, like, I've never watched at least play against him a couple times, but I don't really know him as a goalie. You don't, like, getting to know a goalie day-to-day is a completely different animal. And I really grew in confidence in him. Like, the first period, hated him, scared, sent texts, like, you know, fire Dubis, this is over, we suck, you know, worst text of the night. There was a few flying around, but I just... Buddy, I gotta, I, I gotta get you to stop narking, though, is what the first thing that's gotta happen is Mr. Hey, Nark reading all the texts well, out think, loud. You think you're the only one that sent that text? Everyone sent that text yeah, after the no, first no. couple of goals. Anyways, I just, I think that his confidence grew, and so did mine. Like, I thought he looked really strong in the third period. The Caps had a lot of great chances. How many power plays in a row? Four power plays in a row. And they had chances. Ovi's buzzing around out there. John Carlson, Oshie. Like, they got guys that fire it. And I thought he looked square to the puck, looked athletic. Like, he looked way better than Matt Murray did. Like, no question. Here's the thing, dude. He can move post to post. And he's clearly an athlete. And he's big. And he's younger. Younger. And he's got less wear and tear on the body. Mm -hmm. I don't... Here's... I don't think it's enough what he did tonight to say, hey, you get the net to the next game. Like, you're getting the Ottawa game. You're clearly going back to Matt Murray for that one, right? It's Saturday night. It's Matt Murray. Yeah, it's it's a no-brainer. So there's no even point of almost even bringing this up. It's almost a straw man. But I do think that 
it's more of a competition, and this is the reason why they didn't want to do it. Is it really does seem like the edge between these two guys? Like if you were to strip the cup rings, right, from Matt Murray the in pedigree. 2016, yeah. and you just take away those two rings, I wonder who would have come out of camp and gotten the first look, right? If both those guys, because if Matt Murray hit free agency, how much better of a deal would he have gotten than the one that Samsonov got? By the way, it's hard for me now to go back to Samsonov. I, I have Samsonov in my head, and now everybody's like doing the guilt thing of if you say well, Samsonov, you're a criminal. Gordon Miller like, on the on the broadcast, he's like, he came here and he said he wants Samsonov, so we have to respect it. It's like, hey, yeah, I guess, but like the, the guys we? change their names when they come to Toronto, eh? <laughs> yeah, listen, I feel like how many times happen. you get to change? How many times <laughs> you get to change before we get to just butcher it a little bit? Like, you know, make a little bit of a mess. All I'm saying is I'm going to make mistakes, and I don't want to hear it from anybody about it. Anyway, um, yeah, I liked Samsonov tonight. I thought that he made some good saves down the stretch, like the third period in particular late. There was a couple of moments yes. around the net and he was just, he stood tall and he made the saves he needed to make. The second goal is obviously brutal. Like sis, if you got that goal, roll that sucker because it's mania. <laughs> it's just that goal goes in and it was just basically five alarm fire with the fellas. Um, no, this is the lit. This is the, Leafs tying it. I mean the yeah, that's a sick pass. That's so, Kerfoot. What a what a feathery touch. What a feathery touch from Kerfoot. I mean the second goal against the Leafs. Sorry, that's my B. It's all right. Yeah, that good. Yeah, Kelly Yarncrook getting his goal, getting the scoring. Okay, I gotta ask you, how many times you've been like, wow, Spets is flying out there tonight? With Zero. Zero times. Zero times have I thought that. No, dude, what are you talking about? As zero times have I thought that. Um, I thought it was a little bit better night for Muzzin too. Looked slow early, but again, you just look at the numbers. Leafs, this is what's so weird about the the in-game, one-game numbers, is that you can't really do anything about it because the top guys were so dominant that anybody that was on the ice with them just gets an incredible shot share and gets a great analytic look. But yeah, I did think that those guys played a little bit better tonight. Um, yeah, so anything else on Samsonov? No, uh, I'm just happy and... I'm interested to see him start another game. Yeah. Like I immediately trust him more than Murray. And I well, was, I was team Murray going in. Like, you know yeah. me, I, you were making fun of me last night in the stream for making my mind up on guys and then defending it, even though it's not right, which I was ready to do with Murray until he let in that fourth goal against, uh, against Josh Anderson. But like, if you had to ask me who I would want to start uh, for game two in the season here, and we're going to game one of the playoffs who I want to start, I'm going with Samsonov. So yeah. there you go. Um, I love that. I love Thank two you. games in. If it's game one of the playoffs, if we skipped all the other 80 games, that's what I would decide is the guy who won the game. Man, Correct. a big part of that too, though, the fear with Samsonov, I guess I'll close with this thought, was Leafs outshot the Capitals. They had 22 shots in the first period. 22. They dominated. And that was kind of my point about showing that second goal is that's your fear. That's your number one fear if you're a believer in the core, right? And if you're Kyle Dubas, that... Pr- Kyle Dubas had a little pee in his pants after that second goal. <laughs> There's no way he didn't have a little pee in his pants after he saw Matt Murray night one looking stiff as a board. And then Samsonov looks shaky against his old team and it takes him some time to settle in. Um, the second goal, he just gets beat like a rented mule. Like, it's just, it's not a good goal. If it's I, a tough goal. Honestly, if the, if my beer league goalie lets that in, it's like there's muttering on yeah. the bench. But The boys are muttering. And guess what? There's extra muttering if you, have, if you just dominate the period and you have yes. 22 shots. Yes. And you come out in that one and go, man, we're in front of our home crowd. We needed a win tonight. Everybody's pulling their weight. 
just make the simplest of saves, okay? Just make the easy ones for us, please, and we'll try not to hang you out to dry. And I will say, I thought the Leafs did a really good job of that tonight. Second period onwards, there was that, like, 10-minute stretch where they didn't get a shot, and I went, yeah, they haven't been doing much offensively, but I thought they just tightened up the game and said, hey, we're not going to let this run away. We're not going to put a ton of stress on the goaltender tonight. We're going to play a responsible game. They end up coming out on top. It was awesome. Um, anything else you want to touch on? I got, I got one other thing that's non-Leafs related. Okay, I got I got two more things I want to touch on. Hit First of all, uh, do you want to go on ice or off ice? Oh, hit me with the on ice first, and then we'll close okay. with the off ice. Okay. Uh, Alex Kerfoot, we, we showed that pass that he made to Kelly Yarncook. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the, he is a lightning rod in this market, and people, you, you know, they're pretty, I'd say he takes a pretty good whipping as a whipping boy in this market. Yep. But, like, I've said it from day one. I don't love him either, but like he's important to this team. Like he is an important depth guy on this team. You tweeted it out during the game that that third line needs to score for the Leafs and he needs to be a catalyst for that dude. Like he needs to be the playmaker on that line. He's a great passer. We saw it tonight. Alex Kerfoot, like I know that nobody wants to say it and everyone's like, you got to trade him that contract 3.5. It's, it's a, it's a sexy contract to trade. You can throw it in there for getting big names and they still may, I don't know, but like, I really, really value what he brings to the Leafs, even though it's somewhat non-sexy and his hands are stony at times, but it's just, I, I value Kerfoot, man. I, I really think he's a solid contributor to this team. Dude, you sound like we're at therapy right now and you're like, I value you. You know, I do value him. Couples. I value <laughs> yes. you. Matt. I value you. I value you, Alex. Um, he's obviously a good player. Hmm, and and the, the discussion was never that he wasn't good. I would say that he's probably a little too important for a team that has Stanley Cup aspirations. That's also fair. Um, and that if he's playing third line center on a good third line, he's worth the money. It was always about him having to play on the wing that made him the guy who gets expendable. If that dude's playing third line on a line that can score and he's the center and those guys chip in the odd night like tonight where they needed one, then he's not going anywhere. The proposition for him getting moved or when fans get frustrated with him is when he becomes a winger on your third line. And then you go, yeah, that's your second line. Yeah. Which has been fine, but not great. And you can tell, dude, they can get away with a Dennis Malgin there. And as much as, whatever, Malgin's been fine, but I, I want to see Robertson with those two. And, and I, I, like, I don't even want to waste the time. And I know Dubas hates it when what's people the, rip his guys off waivers, but just, well, what's the holdup is that they have four bucks in cap space. They can't do anything. when's that anything. happening? Can't injury. the emergency recall him? No, injury. Emergency re- it's only injury. I think so. I'm pretty sure that the only way that he's getting up here now is if somebody gets hurt or if they decide to waive Malgin. Right, but I think or, Malgin's been like good. I, I like. I, do you think Nick Robertson's gonna be a lot better than Malgin's been in the first two games? I think the upside for him is way bigger. For sure, it's, it's the so upside, heavy. upside. But this is about this year. Like, I don't know how oh. much. Like, I don't love Malgin, but like no. what I've seen from Nick Robertson at the NHL level, I know he had a good preseason. Yeah. But what I've seen from him is not impressive. And I think dude, Malgin's fit, fit in pretty well with those two guys so far. Dude, he's been fine, and as long as he's fine, then he gets to keep the job. Yeah. Um. I, I don't I haven't seen anything from Malgin where I went, whoa, it's just he's around. He's just around the play. He's got some yeah. skill. So when he yeah. gets the puck, he knows what to do with it when he has a bit of space. But yeah. you can take away dude, you saw him get crunched again tonight. They they the two caps hit him in the corner. He's yeah, went he's, flying. He may not the injury may be Malgin. 
that's who may be injured for Nick Robertson to come up because he's taken a beating. You're right. Bro, this is my only thing with Malgan that would that kind of bugs me. Yeah. Robertson showed up to camp, focused, dominated yeah. it, won himself a job, and then gets bumped because of a waiver yeah. claim for a guy that just was playing in the in the Denmark league in with Galian Kroksa cousin. Like I, I don't love it. With I don't the star love it. Of I your think, murder mystery show. I'm just saying that if the guy, which one of these two guys is the long-term piece of the organization? I'd rather have the kid who's awesome get the look. I, listen, he can be patient. You're right. He didn't debut incredibly well last year. I just think that there's something to be said for guys that are supposed to be real key cogs to your organization being rewarded when they show out. No, I like that I, take. It's a fair I thought point. He, it's a fair I thought point. he deserved a little bit yeah. better. It's just no tough. Doubt. They're just in a tough spot with the cap, and they're tough. Tough spot you with can also waivers. Sell, you can also sell yourself and be like, oh, keep them hungry. You know, keep them hungry. Like, keep them in yeah. the AHL. Keep them hungry. Like, I, you can sell yourself on that side of it. I'm not saying. Oh, yeah, I buddy. That's how it, takes work. Takes yeah. work with just yeah. being able to make a uh, take sell, off. You can yeah. sell yourself on the other side of it. And I am. I just, I, I think that the long-term solution there is going to be him this year. Or I, I'm still more curious in terms of whether or not he can elevate that to another degree and add another dangerous element, which is that heavy, heavy shot yeah. that even Austin Matthews is going about. All right, what's your off-ice thing? Uh, the goal song. Oh, uh, sucks. Why do they Why? do that? Like, can we please, like, Matthews, the captain, the guy you want to keep happy, just ask him what song he wants. Like, why, why are we still doing this? Why would they think that was a good idea? I they were know. out there. I saw, I think it was Matthews on Tim and Friends. No, he said he hates it, basically. In a, in the well, most diplomatic way possible. These guys bring a DJ on the road, okay? <laughs> and they're like, the where, where the hell is this DJ with some offerings for I the know. goal song? Hey, no disrespect to Hall and Oates, okay? Hey, so, Legends. Hey, I love Yacht Rock, bud. Don't get me wrong here. Yacht Rock for the boys all day. But the boys are loving Yacht Rock, buddy. It's all about the Yacht Rock for the fellas. I, well, I'm with it. I'm with it all the way. But. For this, it sucks. It stinks. It makes me think about them being losers. It's yes. it's corny now. It's, it's it stinks. It's got to go. It's got to go. And the second it hit tonight, I went, so right, it ruined the goal. It so ruined the mad. goal. It was so was bad. So it put me right into that same feeling I had when the Jays brought back, oh, uh, not oh, what a feeling. That's a great song. Ooga chaka, ooga chaka. What's that song? This yeah, that's. Yeah, people are getting beat on the stream. Uh, hooked on a feeling. Oh, what a feeling is sweet. Yeah. Wait, oh, what a feeling is a Canadian band, Crowbar. What a feeling. What a what rush. A rush. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great song. That's, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Great. That should be the least gold song. Honestly, yeah. Maybe we just figure that out. Get Crowbar on the line, all right? Canadian <laughs> rock legend. They're hacking darts, wherever they are. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those lads hacked big-time darts and drink from the bottle, all right? <laughs> oh, yeah. those, those bottle of beer guys. Uh, my thing for off okay. ice. Okay. Are you rooting for Ovechkin to break the goal record? No. Absolutely Meaning, not. Good answer. If you answer oh. by the you know, you know if you answer the other way? Yeah. What you're happens? a spy. I'm a what? <laughs> you're a spy. It's like Oh, okay. yeah, no. If oh, someone yeah. here says, "Yes, I'm rooting for Alex Ovechkin to break Gretzky's goal record." I say, "Okay, comrade, go back <laughs> like that's that's it for me there is absolutely no way anybody should be rooting for want, oh so do i want the country that is the biggest rival of canada in hockey to have the goal or do i want the greatest canadian hockey player in the history of the sport to have the goal record oh it's a really tough choice i don't know oh. which i'm gonna pick 
Here's what people say, though. People say that they want to watch history happen. I don't care. No, yeah, I don't. me neither. I saw Tom Brady win seven Super Bowls. I'm good. Yeah. And the worst part – I the saw worst, Tommy. The yeah. worst part is Wayne Gretzky's so nice. He's like, oh, of course I want him to break it. I wish he would just be like, you think that's you, Obi. I don't want you to win it. Just big time Zag Gretzky. Buddy. Just get mad about it. He's just too diplomatic. He's too good a guy. Buddy. You think Wayne Gretzky wants Ovi to break that? Of course that not, but he always says he does. That's the yeah, because that's what everybody says. No, Zag. Zag no. Gretz. Dude, this isn't some record that people need to be reminded of Wayne Gretzky, right? Because that's the only time breaking a record is kind of cool. When yeah. someone held it for so long that it becomes yes. weird, and then you remember... Uh, like a buddy of mine messaged me the other night about 70 goal scores about Matthews and reminded me that like Bernie Nichols scored 70 goals. And I go, that's cool to remember that that guy got seven, that Bernie Nichols potted 70 because he's on a list with all, every other guy who scored 70 is you could easily guess who's on the list of the guys who scored seven. Right. So that's a cool thing that he would come up in that moment. You don't need to get some pub for Gretzky. You know, it's just, it'll be a million years. And we're going to know who he was. Right. Correct. Uh, so it, Wayne Gretzky forever. 100%. Don't ever break it, Ovechkin. My big joys are when he didn't, when he hit that post and it didn't go in. I thought two things: nice, Leafs are still winning, but also nice, not tonight. Don't I also have a quick me. quibble. Uh, Luke Fox put out a tweet saying that in the first period that the Leafs had 11 high danger scoring chances and that the Capitals had zero high danger scoring chances. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe the guy from his office that rings one, vaporizes one off the post, that looked pretty high danger to me. Maybe they that, had one high danger chance. I would say that if I had a button in front of me and I jammed it every time I felt like there was danger, <laughs> danger, danger. I, sma I smashed that button through the deck. 100%. Okay? 100%. So anyway, no, that was 100% high danger. But it's the same thing, right, where if it hits the post, it's not a shot. So yeah. that's just how that works. Probably yeah. the same thing. I don't know. Anyway, anything else? Or are we going to wrap All this up? All good, brother. Up? Yeah, this was a good one. All right, Leafs win, Leafs win. Again, this is Leafs Talk. I'm J.D. Bunkus. Shoot me a follow at J.D. Bunkus. Twitter and Instagram, same thing. Same with you, Sam A. McKee. All the other Sam McKees trying to snipe yeah. your – The, the your guy Twitter. Sam McKee hasn't tweeted since 2014 burns me every day. Oh. Yeah. What scumbag? Scumbag. Give it up, scumbag. Sammy. Give it up. Give it up, Sammy. Fraud McKee. All right. We'll catch you next time. Saturday night. Leafs and Sens. The big sexy senators and the Leafs. Battle of Ontario. Is it back? Let's talk about it on Saturday night. We'll see you then. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, review, do all those sweet things.